In our last episode, we met a man named Joby Toho. He's a production superintendent who was nice enough to give us a tour around his well site in the Scoop and Stack play in Western Oklahoma. This is your wellhead. Um, you've got tubing and casing gauges that, that read kind of what's going on. And honestly, when it comes to troubleshooting, um, these might be some of the most uh, basic and but yet, you know, just meat and potatoes of knowledge to look at is what your tubing and casing pressures are. Now, in the second part, we talked to Joby about how the seasons affect his production, what it takes to be a pumper, and how new technologies have affected his work. Like most oil and gas professionals, Joby prefers to be outdoors. In his job, he and his team get to experience all that Mother Nature has to offer, including a lot of wildlife. This well was called The Peck, was the name of the well, and I don't remember the numbers. And it wasn't me, it was a guy that I worked with. There was, he was up, going up his tanks one day, gauging his tanks, and no lie, there is a hawk that started attacking this guy halfway up the tanks. So the irony was, is this hawk was trying to peck him, and it, the well was called The Peck. You know, but uh, plenty of good stories of walking over, you know, the, the walkovers when you look down and there's a snake, you know, a foot under your foot and then you have to go change your pants. You know, a, a lot of good stuff. There's there's a lot of cool stuff you, you see being out here. You know, I, you know, growing up, I don't ever remember seeing bald eagles. And, and now I, I probably see in kind of a certain area once every week, every two weeks. You know, there's a good chance I could drive you to a spot and we could see a bald eagle within an hour, you know. And, and coming out here, you being out here early in the mornings, you get to watch the sun come up. I've seen a lot of good deer, you know, it's, 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 it's cool. It's fun. It's a good environment, especially if you like being outdoors, you know. While production goes on year round, Joby tells us that he loves the summertime when the work tends to be a little easier to predict. Winter, on the other hand, is not his favorite. I hate the cold. Not going to lie. Um, about September or October, I start getting this little feeling in my gut that says winter's right around the corner and it's a little bit of mild anxiety. Uh, in, in the summer, you know, I wouldn't say my days are short and I go home, you know, after lunch, but uh, you know, in the summer, usually three, four, five, six o'clock, you know, kind of normal, normal business hours. And in the winter, there's a lot more, um, a lot more that can go wrong. You have a lot longer days, uh, just trying to troubleshoot everything. Uh, you know, the cold, stresses all the equipment and it, and obviously water freezes um and then and then you try to keep your production going you know as, as it fails you try to get steamers you try to you know change methanol injection points and and try to you know it comes down to kind of root cause analysis you know you can always go out and get a steamer and thaw everything out and get it back going but what you really want to do is try to prevent it next time you know so if you can maybe turn your methanol up or inject at a different point or uh, replumb stuff where you're having freezing issues, you know, to really be more cost effective and, and just minim, minimize your downtime, you know. So there, there is a lot more to it in winter. Um, you know, put a lot of hours in in, in the winter time uh, when it gets below freezing and below that 40 degree mark, um, you know, because, you know, water, obviously water freezes, but it freezes even quicker when it's under pressure. So we have a lot of trouble even 40 degree days with, with higher pressure stuff. And it, there's just, you have to really go through stuff with a, with a fine tooth comb. When he's looking for a new pumper, Joby wants someone who's motivated and not afraid to work in these challenging elements. I want somebody that's self-motivated. 
somebody uh, that, that's going to get up and do a job without me having to call and wake them up because uh, you know a lease operator or pumper we don't we don't have a time clock out here we run all contract employees and and they're responsible for their production um, it, and I feel that if I've got to call and make sure that somebody's coming to work each day I've probably got the wrong person coming to work each day um, you know so you you find somebody that's good and self-motivated somebody that uh, is going to be okay with working in the extreme temperatures because they're going to be outside. They're going to be outside a lot when it's uh, 105 degrees or what, you know, uh, last year when it was negative 20 degrees, you know, it, it kind of comes with it. Um, so, so you got to find somebody who's self-motivated and, and somebody who can fight those extremes a little bit. And, and, and really, you know, at some point it becomes almost a challenge against the elements. You know, you, you want to feel that in yourself to, you know, you want to win, you want to, you know, get through this and you could kind of puff your chest out a little bit at the end of the week, man, I, I you know, I didn't have much downtime this week. You know, uh, a lot of people who take pride in their work. His ideal candidate has experience as either a roustabout, which is a kind of entry level handyman in oil field work or a flow hand. A company I used to work for before, they really liked to, you know, start out with roustabouts and they would try to get people to come on and they were company roustabouts and they would work them and get, get, get a lot of familiarity with your equipment and how everything works and even just how to plumb it. Uh, and then, you know, as it's kind of changed, um, I myself have hired a lot of flow hands that, you know, so they have familiarity with equipment and how everything works and how to troubleshoot stuff. And, um, you know, people get tired of living in, living in out of campers you know, so they still make a pretty good paycheck and then they get they get to go home every night. Like most industries, evolving technologies have made a big impact on oil and gas production. For Joby and his team, it's made monitoring possible 24-7. They do the report as they go. So if we have issues, we can catch it at, you know, 9, 10, 11, 2 o'clock instead of somebody calling you uh, after they have went through the route and then they've gone and watched their kid play basketball and then they're at home at nine o'clock and they start entering their data and they think, man, I'm short 200 barrels of oil here. You know, don't, don't call me at nine o'clock at night and tell me that you've got a problem when you haven't, when you left there six hours ago, you know, so it's, it's good that they do that then and, and they can address problems if they have it then, you know. Are they using a laptop internet? Yeah, they use a laptop and, or, or an iPad really. It's, it's all in an app yeah. and it, it makes it really easy. You know, some of the stuff these guys have come up with to hold their, iPads, you know, they have mounting systems and, you know, I, it's, it's pretty neat how the, you know, everything has evolved since when I first started pumping. And, and that, that, that is one thing that the oil field has changed. You know, when I started everything, um, you know, a good well was a couple hundred MCF a day and three or four barrels of oil. And when you sent your route at the end of the day, you got to leave it at home because there wasn't real time data. There wasn't all these alarms that, that, that went off. You know, and now everything, technology is caught up with the oil field and it, it's a 24 seven a day, you know, process, you know, whether that be flow back or, or production, you know, and with the, the higher volumes these wells are making, they don't mind paying you to go out at night. They want you, they want you to go out at night. He tells us that diverse training has also become an increasingly important focus for companies as production has evolved. You know, especially in today's market, oil companies have to be diverse. You can't put all your eggs in one basket and just chase oil. You know, you, you have to kind of, you know, plan for a diverse market because the way the volatility is, you, you need to know a little bit of everything. So, so I myself have, you know, had to, had to spend more time on dehighs 
you know, that I, I didn't, you know, cut my teeth in the oil field to begin with. And I, and I feel now I've gotten a lot better at that equipment since I've had to troubleshoot it. And I've been out there in the middle of the night cussing and beating my bang, beating my head against the wall, you know. And uh, so I, I feel like I've gotten better in certain areas that I wasn't necessarily prevalent at, you know, to, to begin with. Over the years, Joby has learned some valuable lessons about leading people. And one of them, he says, is the importance of getting to know your pumpers and remembering that people are different and you can't approach them all the same way. Oh, yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, to the people that, that work for you and the people that I answer to, you know, communication is a real good is a key to success. And, and I know everybody on the outside of the oil field looks in and think, oh, all those guys do. Uh, some vendor buys their lunch every day and they don't do nothing. Uh, but really, my guys and I, we all try to sit down and have a lunch together just once every couple weeks. And it's amazing once you get to know those people and they feel comfortable around you, how, how much more they'll open up and, and ask you questions, you know, or not just me, but my, my assistant, you know, they feel more comfortable being around him when, once it's a face, you know, and I'm not just that guy that calls him, why the heck didn't you do this? Or why didn't you do that? You know, it, you become more approachable and personal, you know, it, with, with myself and then them too i understand them you know it, it's it's kind of like a sport you know bumpers are different people are different you know you 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 can't just approach the same one every way there there's there are some people that you you know you have to sit down and i'm not saying you scream at them but you have to be more stern and in, in how you you know tell them you you know, want their expectations and some people you don't you know you just say hey man you need to look at it this way you know it's different. People are different and you have to treat them different case by case. And that's where you get to know them. There's so much more that Joby taught us, but we will end it there for today. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Stuff You Should Know About Oil and Gas Production. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Joby as much as we did. We will be back soon with another episode. So take care and watch out for those hawks.